Hey, what's up, family? 10% happier self-care journey. Yet another fun day. The myth of separation. That's the topic for the day today. The myth of separation. So I'm excited about this topic. And in the background, I put on a song that I really feel is appropriate for the occasion. And that's my original tune called Truth Meditation. It's on the Key Reflections Volume 1 album. That's available everywhere. You can check it out on all platforms. And this is also featuring my brother Akira Raphael on Steel Drum. Doesn't Steel Drum just take your mind on vacation like anytime you hear it? I don't know if it does that to you. But anytime I hear someone playing a Steel drum it just immediately takes my mind so that's a kill Raphael and I thought it'd be appropriate to play this because I really feel like this topic is the truth as I do with all the topics but like this is one of those ones the myth of separation coexist right we're gonna talk about this what is coexist and uh I remember seeing a bumper sticker a couple years ago and it really was significant to me. I'm going to show you the one that I saw in a few minutes and we'll dig into it. So a definition of coexist when it pertains to of nations or peoples is to exist in mutual tolerance despite different ideologies or interests. To exist in mutual tolerance despite different ideologies or interests. And one thing I'm going to do that I realized I forgot to do before we started was to paste the notes to the chat for today's session. So they are there now. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Andrea. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Okay, so I put the notes there so you can follow along. So coexist. About, hmm, I want to say... Maybe 2012, 2013, I was driving to my CD manufacturer to pick up some, uh, some CDs. And as I was coming home, I saw a bumper sticker. Bumper sticker was this. That was the bumper sticker that I saw. And it was the first time I saw this bumper sticker. And it immediately resonated with me because of where I was in my life and what I was studying. I had started studying uh, religion really heavily and spirituality really heavily. Um, I was studying all major uh, spiritual paths and I had just come through like a long phase of questioning my spiritual path at the time which was Christianity and starting to realize there was a number of things that didn't make sense, didn't add up for me. And so I started doing research and I mean I went through like a for those that don't know, I went through like a, I want to say at least like a two-year period where I was studying spirituality and religion for like seven to eight hours a day. And I studied every major religion. I wanted to get down to the bottom of why people believe what they believe and what I believed and just everything in relationship to it because there were some things I was like, hmm, got some questions here. And so I read the Bhagavad Gita, which is the Hindu text, and the, the uh, Dhammapada, Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu, 
you know, study Buddhism, Hinduism, like all the isms. <laughs> so at that time, I was having some real big realizations, and then I see this bumper sticker, and immediately it resonates with me. You know, I see how the letters are formed, I see the symbols that are forming it, and I get the gist even before I look it up. And here's another one too that you all might have seen before as well. So, you know, these symbols to me are really powerful, especially because of communication, because of language, and just, you know, how we operate here. So, let's talk about this for a second. Let me tell you about this particular image. So, I can't pronounce this guy's name, um, but he's, he was Polish, and he's from uh, Warsaw. And so, he created this coexist uh, image in 2000 as an entry in an international art competition sponsored by the Museum on the Scene for Dialogue, Understanding and Coexistence. The original version was one of dozens of works displayed as an outdoor, as, as large outdoor posters in Jerusalem in 2001. And then variations of this art form, I mean artwork, uh, became, you know, bumper stickers and elements in rock concerts. They talked about some kind of dispute between you two and this guy. But anyway, um, oh, I see. I'm looking at the YouTube, the YouTube version, the the uh, rock rock group. So anyway, this was created in 2001, and yeah, this this image really has a lot of significance to me. You know, for that reason. So we're gonna talk about that. Let's let's dig into how it's relative to what we're talking about today. We may feel alone at times, but we all exist or coexist in a network or bigger pattern of life where our actions, no matter how large or small, have an effect on others coexisting with us and the environment around us. So basically, no matter what way you look at it, we have to live in this world together. We have to coexist. And that's why all of this mindfulness stuff is so important because there's two world, two ways, I think, to make the world a better place. Number one, be the change that you desire to see. And number two, offer the change that you desire to see. So focusing on knowing that we're coexisting and that we need to practice mindfulness and all this other kind of stuff, it just goes hand in hand. So we may feel we're alone at times, but we are in a network or bigger pattern of life where our actions affect ourselves and the environment around us. Let's talk about the butterfly effect. So, let's see, which way do I wanna go with this? Okay, I'll first give you my notes on it. The butterfly effect is always essentially in effect. With reference to chaos theory, this is the phenomenon whereby a, a minute localized change in a complex system can have large effects elsewhere. That's the butterfly effect, where you got the flapping of a butterfly's wings, you know, can have a monumental effect. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of the, the history. This is from Wikipedia. So again, in chaos theory, the butterfly effect is the sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state of a deterministic nonlinear system can result in large differences in a larger state. Hey, Irvin, thanks for hanging out. And you all drop me a line, let me know if you can hear me clearly, and let me know if you think this is helpful, if you have any thoughts. The term closely associated 
with the work of Edward Lorenz is derived from the metaphorical example of the details of a tornado being influenced by minor perpetuations. That says perpetuations. I never heard it before. <laughs> I think I think it means to say perpetuations. Maybe not. Pet perpetuations. I'm gonna look that up. That'll be the word of the day today. Perpetuations. So being influenced by minor perturbations such as the flapping of the wings of a distant butterfly several weeks earlier, Lorenz discovered the effect when he observed that runs of his weather model with initial condition data was, that was rounded in a seemingly inconsequential manner would fail to reproduce the results of runs with the unrounded initial condition data. A very small change an initial condition had created a significantly different outcome so you know that's that's you know the technical way of describing this um, the real practical application and way to describe this is every action has a reaction and everything that you do has an effect on not just you but those around you even when you are not aware of it this is something that I, I think about regularly right now even in uh, certain relationships I have where, you know, with regard to close family and friends where you have some people that are mindful of their actions or non-actions and then you have some that aren't. And many people think that just because you aren't quote-unquote bothering anybody or even keeping to yourself, that that means that you're not doing anything to affect anyone. And we don't see those as actions. I'll put it to you like this inaction is action as well in fact in some cases inaction speaks huge volumes as we know so the butterfly effect is practically speaking that every reaction has a rea every action has a reaction so anything that you do or don't do has an effect and the more you're mindful of that the more you're aware of that and accepting of that the more you can be mindful of your actions or inactions especially with regard to how they affect others and I think the best thing about this is that it really gives you a way to like check in with others as well like you feel more of a reason to go out of your way to check in with others so that you can see how your actions or inactions are affecting them so the butterfly effect is a is a pretty pretty deep phenomenon So very few things in life happen in a vacuum. Co-creation is responsible for most circumstances, personality types, actions, beliefs, etc. Empathy, compassion, mindfulness, and patience allows us to be realistic and balanced about our perspectives, allowing us to be the most beneficial to ourselves and the world around us. So a little bit of a few typos. <laughs> so there's very few things that happen in a vacuum. Co-creation is really the name of the game here. You know, we're doing it right now. Even as even as I create and you co-create by watching, engaging, maybe even sharing any thoughts or sharing with someone else. Like that's just a, that's a snowball effect. And no matter what way you look at it, things affect things. Nothing happens in a vacuum. The other thing I like about this too, when it comes to thinking about personality types and actions, is that 
this is what gives me empathy. You know, this is what makes me naturally a deep empath. When I see someone do something, or I see, you know, some action or some response, instead of thinking about the response or the action or the behavior that I see right in the moment, my mind automatically goes to, wow, I wonder what created that. You know, I wonder, you know, what what family member hurt this person in order for them to now turn around and do this to someone else? You know, what kind of upbringing did this person have that made them so upset at the world, so angry, so divisive, so vindictive, you know? Or the flip side, you know, just to balance it out. I look at, I might look at someone who's like doing extremely well or happy or some beautiful circumstance and my mind immediately goes to, wow, I wonder what created that. And so it helps me when I need to have patience or compassion or empathy because I'm always thinking about what that person may have gone through. So I can't really be so upset. I really can't be so angry. Like, I just can't. It's just, I'm always thinking about other people's circumstances and having empathy around what they might have gone through that allows them to be who they are, where they are, or treat me the way that they treated me, so forth and so on. Now, you know, one thing about that that I can say that I've been, I guess you could say pretty fortunate, um, is that when you're thinking that way, you want to allow for that mindset without being mistreated or taken advantage of, you know. I like what they said in the course. They said, you know, loving, extending loving kindness is not like naivete, you know. It's not, if you, if you look at someone who's doing something that's not good, and you extend loving kindness to them, that's not like passiveness and naivety. You know, you still are aware of what they're doing and you don't approve of, you don't condone it. You just also see them as a person like yourself and you're trying to help them through and you realize sometimes that your anger or your frustration won't actually help that person if you're really trying to help them. It'll actually be you being patient in the midst of them. So, yeah. Shout out to Frankie Beverly and Maze on this next one, right? <laughs> the phrase, we are one, isn't just a fluffy, optimistic cliche or romantic, sentimental emotion. The reality of our experience is that we live in an interdependent world and system. The more we understand and accept this, the more traits like loving kindness and compassion become our natural and normal responses. That's what it is. So one thing I realized when I'm doing this self-care journey is that I'll have a lot of the thoughts uh, in my mind and I'll, I'll talk about them at length and then my next point will be like a nice summation of it. <laughs> a nice way of summing it up. So We Are One is not just a fluffy, a fluffy, optimistic, cliche, or romantic, sentimental emotion. It's not. I mean, you know, there are times I've come through certain paths, even certain spiritual paths and ways of thinking where some of these kind of uh, sayings would equal this fluffy kind of, you know, non-practical feeling. Like it was just a, a way of being passive about dealing really with the tough things in life. But, you know, I come to realize there's a way you can use this where it is kind of fluffy. And there's a real practical way of saying this and using this, you know. Every action has a reaction. So, we are one organism, you know, this this whole earth, us as a society, 
you know, us as a race, us as a species, you know, as well as coexisting with the other species as well. We are literally one, you know, so I think that, you know, this is one of those things. This is why I put on this uh, truth meditation in the background, because I'm like, if this ain't the truth, right? <laughs> I think about this on so many levels, you know, from from the way I treat someone and how I talk to them to really like my tr my trash and like what I throw in the trash and what I what I'm polluting the world with, you know, what I need to recycle, you know, versus throwing in trash or compost or how I need to eat, you know, less meat because it literally affects the environment. It literally affects, affects climate change uh, and it affects global warming. The meat industry affects global warming. Like we, like we are one. So no matter how you're you know, transacting with someone or communicating with them or what you're putting in your mouth, you know, or how you're driving, like, every action affects the rest of the system. And you are a butterfly. So every time you flap your wings in any of those examples or otherwise, you are affecting the world. Hey, Eugene. Hey, Alfred. Hey, Irving. Thanks for hanging out. How you all doing? Eugene. Man, that last conversation we had was incredible, bro. Look forward to talking to you again. So, We Are One. It's not just a nice song by Frankie Beverly and Mays. <laughs> and it's not just a fluffy, optimistic cliche or romantic, sentimental emotion. It's our reality. We live in a system, and the system is in interconnected. So the more we understand these things, like traits like acceptance and loving kindness and compassion, and we see how it works in the system, the more it becomes our natural and normal responses. Practice extending loving kindness mentally and verbally to remind yourself and others of the beneficial qualities of positive interconnectedness and coexistence. I like this because, you know, when you're thinking about mental versus verbal, the mental part comes into play. You know, we do this a lot. You know, many people do this in the form of what they would call prayer, you know, and or meditating on a thought or an idea or a person. Now, the thing I like most about this is when you realize, like, think about thinking about these things in your mind. They don't have some kind of miracle effect on another person or another area or place and time or what have you. Uh, arguably, right? <laughs> I say that as a proper, a proper skeptic. I don't think it's not the effects in some other dimension. What it is is it puts you in a certain mindset to where you relate to this person, you relate to these people, you relate to this job, you relate to, you know, whether you, re if you recycle your garbage or if you just throw it all away and pollute the environment. Like, it, changed the, it changes the way you relate to yourself and every aspect of your world around you. So, a lot of times, that's the change that winds up making for the change, you know? Because if you treat someone better, then they have a they have more of a reason to treat other people better and to not be as pessimistic or not be down, you know, or sad. Like it just changes. It has the ability to change things for the positives. So that mental kind of extending loving kindness, thinking about someone sending them well wishes and these positive things, you know, mentally, that helps you, <laughs> and then it helps you to treat other people in a better way, and then that's how you see the effect. 
when it doesn't happen, it's not because a prayer wasn't answered. <laughs> it's because life is life. And sometimes even when you do that, the circumstances still won't change, even if you're different or you treat other people different or treat the world different. Because, like we said earlier, it's a, it's a system, it's a co-creation, you know? It takes two to tango, it takes all of us together. And there are times when life is just life and the inevitables happen. And the inevitables can't be reversed by prayer or anything else. <laughs> hey Bernadette, hey Amos, thanks for hanging out. Let me know what you all think of these thoughts. You know, these are, as they say, one man's opinion, right? So we want to practice that. And then, last but not least, take the time to reflect on all the circumstances, both good and not so good, that brought you to this very moment. This is another important sentiment for me because, you know, I have a, uh, I have a quote that's like my philosophy. It's my philosophy on life. It's my philosophy on what people, what I feel people are getting at when we talk about spirituality or religion. And that uh, quote is, serendipity plus intention equals life. I'm going to definitely get that on a shirt. Like, that probably needs to be the first shirt in the, the new catalog of Aaron Hill Apparel. And I don't know if you all... Uh, if you all were, you know, seeing the video where I talked about it, but yeah, I'm going to come out with uh, some t-shirts this year, as well as cut-off sleeve shirts uh, that have my original quotes on it and some of the things that I stand for and that I talk about and dare I say preach about on a daily basis. And so serendipity plus intention equals life. I'm getting that on a shirt. It's going to be the first one. You know, I'll put it out here so that way I have to hold myself to it. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I don't I don't technically or necessarily believe in the supernatural and that kind of thing, right? Used to for years. I think what's happening a lot of times is what we think is supernatural is serendipity plus intention. And then you have those times where serendipity and, and intention are still there and things still go the way that they go <laughs> because it's life, the inevitables. I almost want to say serendipity plus intention plus the inevitables equals life. It almost I almost want to add that to it. Uh, but my point in that is that, you know, I marvel at it because you have natural things that happen, but because of those things that happen and then how they create your mindset, your perspective, and then create your, uh, your, your perspective and your intentions. Like, you know, after you learn what you learn, believe what you believe, have your perspective, then from there you try to figure out, okay, well, who am I in relationship to that? What am I going to do with this information? What do I want out of life? What are my preferences? What are my likes and dislikes, you know? And so those things, those intentions then naturally creates new circumstances and realities for you, you know? So that's the intention. And then you have the serendipity of how other people do this are doing the same thing. So it's almost like the way that two people, the way that we wind up right here, even in this video, is our lives started off at two different points. We made a bunch of different decisions. We had a bunch of different things that happened to us that were the cards that were dealt and things that we couldn't control. And they did this and it came around until ping. And then here we are, right? A million different choices, a million different inevitables, 
that was determined by our circumstances and by those that came before us and what they were thinking and how they raised us and how they groomed us. And all those decisions and those things happen until you come to this point. And then those points are what we look at in life as significant and in some people's language as spiritual or a miracle or whatever else, however else you look at it. Uh, and when they don't, and when things don't happen well, then we call them other things. But this is just life though. You know, this isn't something that's supernatural. This is just life. And I marvel at it when you have beautiful moments of like two people connecting, having a conversation that leads to some amazing opportunity or falling in love or, you know, creating a new venture or saving a life, like whatever it is. It's, it's literally all that, the serendipity plus intention and then boom. So take the time to reflect on all the circumstances, both good and not so good, that brought you to this very moment. When you think about the good, it's easy to appreciate that, right? It's easy to appreciate the good circumstances. When you think about the not so good, you know, it's not as easy to appreciate that. Um, and honestly, there are times when I can't blame you for just being upset about it. The one thing I think with this perspective that changes is that at least you will apply more empathy, more compassion, more equanimity to those not so good things that also shaped your life. You know, you don't have to call them the devil. <laughs> you don't have to say that you were, you know, it's just life. It's just life. And you can look at those things and say, okay, this is just life. I think that the way to peace is acceptance, not expectation. I believe that our philosophies around expectation, our positive mind philosophies, I think are helpful at times, but I think they are extremely detrimental at times because there are times when no matter what you expect, no matter what you pray for, it ain't gonna happen because it's really just life and there are inevitables, there's serendipity and there's intention. So that's when acceptance is actually thing, the thing to apply. And I feel like if you start and end with acceptance, then you, you always fall into this place of peace and understanding. And that, my friends, to me is that peace above all understanding that, you know, we talk about or that's a, you know, a saying that we say in our culture. I think it's really that, you know, if you practice acceptance over expectation, over expectation of better, over expectation of a miracle, over expectation of anything, then I believe that it actually leads to a much better and a much more peaceful life. So that's the topic for today. <laughs> the myth of separation. We are definitely one and the proof is in the pudding. So yeah, understand that and then use it to your advantage by going out of your way to be mindful of your actions and to be mindful of other people's circumstances and other scenarios that all you know come together in a way that they do. So that's about it for today as it is 1.11 p.m. And so happy, happy day to you. <laughs> happy Wednesday. I'm excited. I'm excited about the day today. I'm excited about just the fun of what we all have to experience and like the understanding of these things. So 
Yeah. With that, we're going to end with what I call the 30-second meditation technique. And you can do this anywhere or at any given time, and you don't have to have ideal circumstances. All we're going to do is just take three deep breaths and have 10 seconds of settling in and of mindfulness of just being in that place. So where you are right now, and if you'd like to, you can close your eyes, and we're just going to settle in. And we're just going to take a second to just de-escalate, to de-stress, or to just remind ourselves of how important it is to just pause and take a deep breath. It gives our body life. It gives our body oxygen and blood and nourishment. And it just allows for us to just detach and just take a deep breath. So we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Take another deep breath in and out. And one more final deep breath in and out. And let's just take 10 seconds to just be present in the understanding and the reality that we are all one and that this is all one system and our goal is to be non-judgmental of it settle into it and offer it the most loving kindness and peace that we can and that ends our 30 seconds of meditation so if you've never meditated before, you can say that you have now. And most importantly, you know, just remember that it really doesn't take time necessarily. It takes intention, you know. Meditation is some, you know, deep thing that only gurus or enlightened masters can do. <laughs> you know, or that you have to be in a certain environment or that your thoughts, that your, that your head has to be clear. That's not meditation, you know. Meditation is being able to practice in the midst of the chaos. Just being able to settle in, be at peace, and just not let things get to you. So, that's it for today. Thank you all for joining me. I hope that this was beneficial and helpful. Again, the background music is Truth Meditation from my Key Reflections Volume 1 album. If you can, download that on your streaming platform of choice and drop a line and let me know what you think. And as always, if you like to help to support me to make this kind of content and the other kind of content that you see me do on a daily basis, then look out for that info in the description and comment section of this video. That's about it. Everybody take care, peace, and be well. And I'll be on for the word of the day in a few minutes, so come back and hang with me.